<laughs> Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. This is a Futaku podcast episode 11. Is that right? Episode Paul? 11. Yes. Episode yeah. 11 already, which is kind of wild to think about. It is. I know. Considering we started last year and now, I don't know. It feels like the months have just flown right by. Pretty much. I can't, I honestly can't believe it's February and it's uh, like gearing up for convention season already. You know, like it, I can't even think about how close that is right like what anime expo is four months away yeah i'm not ready at all i was thinking Uh about that the other day like oh i should maybe start getting my like start applying for my industry tickets and stuff like that um and i'm like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing i don't know where i'm going i don't know where i'm gonna be this is too much i I feel like after last year because last year was so overwhelming I i feel like there's a lot of creators who are like you know what we're just gonna we're gonna wait you know and kind of and kind of feel it out and see if we're like you get the like the what is it not the courage to go but mm-hmm. more of just you know what we're gonna do this kind of thing because mm-hmm. i'm i'm in that space like we're on the way to buy tickets get everything loaded for anime expo and then we're like you know what we also have a wedding to go to the same weekend that's in san diego do we want to make sure like we're going back and forth with all yeah i yeah. don't know man. i'm not ready to think about any of that no me neither uh yeah i'm like uh i don't know my parents are coming to visit in a couple weeks and so i'm like i i kind of need to just like get through that basically get through february and then i feel like i'll be in a better headspace to tackle the rest of the year (laughs) actually to actually figure out what to do yeah i yeah 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 it's like we this is yeah we're on episode yeah it Mm. it's it's a what i've realized with convention season is that if we're if you're not careful, it sneaks up on you. Yeah, you got to get in the mindset. You got to like like you got to get ready. You got to get your stuff together. You got to get your plans together. In fact, I would say that convention season is very like coming on a trip to Japan. If I if I may be so inclined, because I feel like with convention season, if you're doing it right and you're hitting like a bunch of conventions, you are like planned out. You're like, I know where I'm staying. I got my tickets. I know what panels I'm going to. I know what costumes I'm wearing. Like, like all of that stuff together down to maybe the last detail. Like, I know where I'm going to go eat. Like, this is the restaurant I want to try in this place. I feel like, yeah, that's very similar to uh, kind of similar to coming to Japan honestly in 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 going to japan i i know we kind of talked about this last week before we had emily on um Mm. and you were talking about like the things you uh disliked about certain restaurants in japan right i know you like you just take a sip of water you're like spit it all out so you can be like Uh, yo i got it i want to inform you uh, like put my cup down god and and the, the reason the reason why i bring that up is because like I want to visit. I know there's probably people in the audience who want to visit. So I want to know like wh- what you're th- like, where you were going with that conversation. Yeah. Okay. So here's the story. There I was in snowy Hokkaido, skiing my little heart out, enjoying some of the finest powder snow that Japan has to offer. And then me and my friends were hungry. We're ready. We're eager for a bite to eat. And we don't want our hotel food, which is very, very expensive. Okay. Okay. So we go into town and we're like, oh, you know, we'll just walk into a restaurant. No big deal. We walk into this restaurant. It was a big deal. We had to wait in line for an hour to put our name on a list. Hold on. Hold on. So there was a line for the line. Okay. Just wanna... There was a line for the line. I have never been so okay. I wasn't like angry or anything because we were with a group of friends and you, you know, you want to keep it like when you're waiting for food and everyone is hungry, the worst thing you can do is have a bad attitude about it. Like you need to like feel excited and like we can do this. We're going to play some games. It's going to be really fun. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, So yeah, we get in line and we're waiting there. We're playing like little games. I have this line game that i invented called um accepting defeat where it's the stupidest game ever you basically just kick each other you kick each other in the shins until someone admits defeat okay i get it like it's like defeat like yes so it's (laughs) okay yeah okay (laughs) so anyway so anyway we're there literally kicking each other in the shins waiting for time to pass uh, and people are cutting us in line. Like, it was cutthroat. Like, people are slipping in. They're kind of standing there. They're kind of waiting for us to come in for a move. 
um like we shift back like a half step and then bam there's like a little old lady who's suddenly in front of us in line and we're like uh okay the time comes for when they start accepting names on the list again and they um basically are like uh okay we're gonna open the door and uh it's just first come first serve to the list so there's like this little lady in front of us in line and I don't know where she came from. She claimed that she had been waiting longer than we had. I disagree. I hadn't seen her around anywhere. So they opened the door and one of the people that I'm with kind of like casually, <laughs> this is so horrible. <laughs> she like casually distract this lady. They're like, oh, your shoes inside or whatever. I slip around like a little minnow and I like get in there and write our names down and like step to the side. And the lady realizes she's been duped and she, um, puts her name after us she didn't say anything to us but like that's how it is in japan you never like say anything to anyone you just, you just give them the stare you just cast withering glances like you know that kind of thing uh so all this to say it was a truly unpleasant experience the food was great we did get we did sit to, after we put our names on the list we waited another 40 minutes um oh my god yeah and okay so you're an really hour and good. a half into this now yeah so the food yeah so we couldn't quit right we're like we're here we're committed um at that point we're literally like naming letters of the alphabet and trying to guess the word that we're thinking of like it was it was a dire situation i would lose my mind it was a dire situation and it just made me think that it is so true about japan and japanese restaurants that you have to make a reservation yeah yeah kt is saying lines are cutthroat they they are in japan people love to queue in japan and there's normally like order to it but when people are hungry and it's snowing and freezing cold outside it gets intense and uh i think this is something that a lot of tourists don't really realize is that if you come here and you have a restaurant you want to eat at if you can make a reservation make a reservation as soon as you know that you're coming to japan because um they, like stuff fills up fast and then if you're only there for like three days and you're like oh i wanted to go for dinner on this day you go to book surprise it's already full because you're trying to book the day before and it's just like such a bunch of hoopla uh it's i find it really like un unfun the good news is once you've made your reservation you don't have to worry about it anymore and you're confirmed that you're gonna eat there and it's gonna be great but like if you want to go anywhere drop with a hat that's like nice um you gotta you gotta make a reservation in advance and because i I feel like like, i i mean the only time i had visited was so long ago there wasn't anywhere that i made reservations because i just didn't know so i just walked into most places and they either told me they you know had availability or not but for like the day-to-day that's not really the case right i would assume where you're like i had to wait two hours for food no, that's not normal. I feel like we were in a situation where, again, we were in Hokkaido, in Niseko. It's big snow country up there. Um, and it's very tourist-driven uh, in the sense that this like town is really only active in the snowy months. Yep. And as a result, a lot of the staff that's working there is, uh, you know, temporary kind of. Okay. Because Japan, Japan's been having a lot of issues right now because they just opened their border to tourists and stuff like that the people who usually run snow country are tourists right like Mm. they get in australians or new zealanders to come and like teach the snow like the ski schools and stuff like that right right. and they have a lot of temporary staff that's coming in for the winter we haven't had that so much here because it's been so shut down for so long Uh, so that was part of the problem for sure so i feel like that two-hour wait is definitely unusual um but i I will say that it is like hard it's hard to get in sometimes and you do want to like make those reservations when you can if you know that you're going to go to a restaurant somewhere somewhere because what what it really sounds like is this is the first like winter really that the borders have been open right yeah yeah okay i didn't i didn't know if like last year they were kind of open so this year is the first time they've really been open yeah that's why I'm, i'm we wanted to visit this year because like everything's open but then everyone is visiting this year it mm-hmm. feels like like you just look mm-hmm. on social media and so many people are just trying to visit japan mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you know they've been wanting to go for a couple of years they finally get to go so they go and that was a big reason for us to be like you know what let's let's put it off till the smart. following year so like it's you smart. know going in this coming october instead yeah and which now due to other things may actually still go to march um yeah so we'll, yeah. we'll see how that plays out but it's like i'm honestly kind of worried about like trying to go to certain restaurants without like because 
when we like to travel, we're kind of whimsical. We're like, you know what? Let's mm. just go and let's go. Let's See go experience. Let's just find. go do something, right? Just go yeah. find a yeah. place. And now I'm like, are we going to actually find a place to eat that's not a convenience store? You will, like, you can walk into plenty of, like, bars and stuff like that. And you can get some really unique and cool stuff. Like, usually that's not too much of an issue. I will say that it is important, um, like, even on the weekends here, like, there are some really cool street bars in Nakameguro and stuff. And, like, when I went with my friends, they were packed. You couldn't get in at all unless you got there at, like, 5 o'clock right when they opened. So (laughs) if you're going to go somewhere with no reservation, plan on getting there right when they open. I would say. Um, and I, it kind of depends on the food experience that you want. Like in this case, in this town that we were at, there was only like one, um, there was only like one izakaya. And, uh, and that was, this that was the place. This is the, in Hokkaido. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it was super, super competitive to get in. You'll have more options in Tokyo, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it, especially if there's a place japan does this thing where they televise restaurants and they like highlight them and show oh, them off and stuff okay like so that. it's a giant like hype moment so if it's and those places get really well known so if you're trying to go to one of those places don't like there's this um beatles themed pizza shop that we've been trying to get into beatles for, like, like the band the band yeah okay band. we've been trying to go there and every time we walk up they're like no full no full like can't we can't take it that's so, wild yeah. Just yeah. for like a random like Beatles, like I would have never thought that a, a Beatles themed pizza bar would be packed, but it seems like that's kind of the MO in, in Japan, right? Like once something is new and shiny, people like to go. That's why before this, we were talking about like the Chainsaw Man pop-up uh, restaurant, which is probably going to be packed up until the time it closes because it's the new thing to go to. Yeah. It's, it, it feels like that that is part of the culture in that regard right like yeah the new thing pops up everybody goes and then it's gone and they bring out another thing yeah. they i remember that happening way back in the day when i was working in san diego there were only like four or five major like business owners that owned multiple nightclubs and restaurants hmm. and they did this thing where like every year or 18 months they would close one of the like the nightclubs that wasn't doing well quote unquote and then just opening a new one under a different name with basically like the same the decor. Same, yeah. And so it builds all of this fervor around it. And you're like, you walk in, you're like, this is the same club or this yeah. is the same bar. All yeah. they did was like change the lighting and maybe a sign, which cost yeah. them, let's say 10 grand. And they make so much money because it's the talk of the town. And people are like, oh, did you check out the new place? And you walk in, you're like, it's yeah. the same place. It's the same yeah. people who are working there half the time, right? <laughs> yeah. They just literally it's change like, everything else. Shuffle you yeah. over. And it and okay, so KT makes makes a great point, right? Like, how do you feel about tourists now, right? So the like he he brought up like the trash chase guys, like oh, we kind of miss the tourists and this and that. Everything feels so empty, and now everybody is like ah, tourists are here, they're back. It uh, pros and cons, pros and cons. Um, it is. I think ultimately, I feel very positive about it. Obviously, like. A lot of what I do, a lot of what I do, right? Like anime cookbook, like anime food, all of that depends on foreigners, really. Mm-hmm. Like, like I want people to want to like watch anime and to like anime and to be into it. And tourists to Japan are a natural consequence of that. Like if you you know that you're doing a good job selling selling the culture of japan if you got people who want to come and be here in person and experience it so i would say overwhelmingly i'm i feel happy that tourists are back because i think that um it's really interesting like when all the tourists left everyone in japan was very happy because they're like oh it's our country again breathing room yeah yeah it's our country again breathing room like oh it feels like it's so nice not to have tourists here clogging up the space and like bringing their crazy tourist ways with them but in a lot of ways i feel that in japan tourists have a really nice balancing effect to to kind of some of the more rigid customs of Japan. Like Japan is a country that's very rule driven and it's very bound by their own ideas of how things should be. And when you throw tourists into the mix who come and they're loud and they're noisy and they're annoying, uh, but also cool and interesting and have awesome ideas and, and 
uh, different ideas about what tourism should look like and that kind of thing. It pushes stuff forward in Japan. There's mm-hmm. there's there's innovation. People are doing different stuff. Like all of the gluten free restaurants closed. Like legit, all the gluten free restaurants closed during when- during like COVID during covid and it was so I, I was so sad like it was such a disappointment um because practically like i was living with someone who could only have gluten-free food and that okay. was devastating um but also like it, it's good for everyone like japanese people benefit from these things too that that foreigners kind of bring over you know um and so it's really nice to have tourists coming back in because i think it's going to push that forward a little bit and yes tourists can be super annoying and they can like clog up the streets and like be really obnoxious and noisy and loud or whatever and i've seen more tourists in my my neighborhood my suburban neighborhood in these good christian suburbs just random strangers walking around and i'm like who are you i've never seen you here before in my life it's just people literally exploring at that point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of weird. I'm kind of like, oh my god, I need to like lock the door of my apartment now. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> um, not that I don't normally, uh, but but you know, it's very, um, it's a little, it's a little weird to see tourists back. But I think it's ultimately for the best. Uh, it is a little annoying sometimes when I will say this. Last night I was out to dinner with my friends. I was celebrating my friend, my friend's birthday, and she is Japanese. Her husband is. Um, you know american Mm -hmm. and she was so upset we stopped at a starbucks on the way out and they asked her if she was visiting they're like oh are you here on vacation and she was like that's the second time it's happened to me this week alone i live here like i'm japanese um so it's kind of funny i kind of feel like um especially a lot of expats who live here kind of have that feeling of like i've been here like this is my city uh which is I think a natural thing, but at least for people who are literally actually foreigners here, you kind of have to like let go of that a little bit. Right, and, right, uh, for sure. Like you've been there for what, four years now? Four years, yeah. Yeah. Tourism helps everybody and we desperately need it. I'm so poor right now. I'm not getting paid nearly enough money in my day job because of the yen is so weak. We mm. need people to come in and be spending money. You hear like, that, guys, please. in chat? Everybody needs to go visit yeah, and spend your dollar in chat. Please come. Come and <laughs> Please visit. come. We need Please. you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I kinda, <laughs> I it it, it, it is interesting. Like a country like Japan, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, and I have no idea. I don't even know how to spell econo- economist. I don't even know if that's the <laughs> word, right? But like you would think that you realize how important tourism is, mm. you know, it, it, depending on your exports or whatever. It's like, you would think that you would understand that tourism is hyper important for you, right? As, mm, as a country. Mm, yeah. And it's just even, I, I don't know, like where, where I am in Oregon, it's like, we do have some tourism and stuff, but we have other exports. So it's like, we have our own thing going. But I, when I was out there, it felt like either there was a giant amount of tourists from outside of the country and within the country, right? Like people from, whatever down south or visiting up north and that kind of thing but it's never Mm going to replace like just people coming in and spending their money in the country yeah you know i i don't know because i would do that like when i went out there yeah i spent probably six thousand dollars in 25 days just on myself right that included like plane ticket and everything which the country still gets part of when you buy a plane ticket out there right for taxes and stuff so it's Mm -hmm. like that one person spends all that it's like invite the you know bring the tourists in yeah let them them, you know as long as you're not doing anything dumb japan needs them i I think there's a lot of industries that kind of went under or got real shaky in COVID times and stuff and and it's it's the money it's the ideas too it's like pushing stuff forward getting people to lighten up a little bit and and like you know obviously i'm not trying to change japanese culture japanese ways of life and there are they're they're set and and they've worked for centuries and centuries but like sometimes it's okay to talk on the train you know like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay to like push back on those little things and and um you know as long as you're not being like totally rude um it's it's just nice to have some more lively ideas kind of going on here i will put it like this like in japanese movie theaters everyone is dead silent all the time i don't know if i've mentioned this before rachel and i would get booted so fast yeah, so we're always <laughs> this yeah. is what I this is what I mean. Like Japanese society is so uh 
cultivated i would say that like no one no one makes noises in movie theaters because they're being polite for other people and and whatever i think people are generally just a little bit more restrained there i was watching the new black panther film i cried three times in that movie it's not even a good <laughs> it's not even a good movie and there i was at the beginning in a mask right just like <sighs> like sniffling crying because like the opening scene is very sad. Then in the middle, another devastating scene. I was like, <laughs> it's like sniveling away and my mask is getting all like watery. It was disgusting. And then at the end, a triple whammy, another devastating scene. I gave up. I was trying to like keep it in and contain it. I was like, <laughs> like full on sobbing. Everyone around me, dead quiet dead quiet and i was like you know what this is just it is what it is you know like you know it, it, it i don't know if i'm gonna laugh at a movie theater i'm gonna laugh at a movie theater like whatever yeah, it might be yeah, yeah. Do you do you do you stay for the credits in japan you have to you don't do get you, a do choice you really still uh yeah yeah because nobody else moves nobody else moves what if like it's, it's, what there. if it's like avatar which is a three and a half hour movie right you haven't gotten up to pee and then they roll like an extra 30 minutes of credits. Do you just, do you just hold it the whole time? That sounds miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I would yeah. be, I, I would, I fully admit like I'm one for respecting culture and tradition. I would get up and just go to the bathroom and like go be done with it. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is, it's sometimes intimidating being in Japan because you want to be a good, like, I want to be a good foreigner and, like, not bother anyone and not, not, you know, be a nuisance to people. Um, but sometimes it's really hard to fight the, the, the things that you grew up with, like the, the ways of life that you, you embraced as a child, like laughing in movie theaters, you know? That's kind of like what KT just said about, uh, uh, Shin Ultraman, where, mm. he, like, he didn't know if the movie was good or whatever and then got actual reactions in the u.s like that like could you imagine if some like you wrote like probably like the best comedy of your life and it airs in japan and just stony silence yeah the whole time yeah no dude um actually i was just asked by uh i'm a teacher in my day job one of my students is doing like a ted talk situation like he's he's organizing a ted talk event at the school and he was like oh you know you would make a great ted talk speaker you should sign up to give a speech and i was like if we're desperate because there would be like i'm sure i could put on a great speech but literally the whole audience would sit there and be dead silent so i'd be cracking yeah. jokes left right and center and it would just be like more, and you're like, like and I, did I am I yeah. just missing the mark? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's what I want to do, but if we're because like that's that's the like if you're like if you're just watching a stand up special, you have you know you'll see a comedian just kind of miss the mark and they expect like a reaction and a reaction doesn't happen and they quickly move on you know to yeah. the next thing, but it's like you're quickly moving on to the next thing constantly. If you're yeah. in Japan, it sounds like, wait, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Every, every culture has their own thing, but like the, the restaurant thing you had mentioned, I, mm. I don't know if I could handle waiting an hour and a half for food. You know, I, I, I do think that that was rough. a desperate situation. I've never waited that long before in Japan, but I, it was worth it. It was well, yeah. In the sense that like it was either eat that and enjoy it or like <laughs> go home hungry or go get but, convenience uh, store. Yeah, this town has one convenience store. It's a small, where, it's a small little the small place. town where you are, or the small town in Hokkaido. In Hokkaido, where we were. I I want to visit Hokkaido when we come up because you like, should. Okay. Perfect weather at that time that you're going to be here in October. Perfect weather. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah I've actually. I mean, I'm saying that I've never been to Hokkaido anytime except for the winter, but uh, okay. I've heard that it's amazing year round. Okay, I think Chris just released a video on Hokkaido where he like walked. Through Hokkaido, yeah. am I mistaken? Uh, I, I don't. Maybe so. maybe chat knows. Uh, Chris Broad released a video recently where he had, like spent twenty four hours walking through something, and I don't remember if it was Hokkaido or not. But I know he does a lot of stuff in Hokkaido, and that's where I've seen a lot of Hokkaido content. And I'm like, I yeah. want to go to Hokkaido. I want to drink all of the milk because apparently they're known for their milk, right? Yeah, I, I think yeah, so. they're dairy products. Like, they're dairy products. Like, go eat ice cream and all. Of, yeah. Like, I want to do all of that. But yeah. I, 
like I want to know too, as far as someone who's coming out there, or if anybody in chat is planning on going out there, mm. what is like a must do, right? When you're when you're visiting. So it could be you're gonna eat something, you're gonna go somewhere, you're like, put this on the bucket list. Mm. What would that what would that thing be? And and I mean it of would like, be kind of hard because you're you are in Tokyo. So like Yeah. You mean like Hokkaido specifically? No, let's say let's say Tokyo. Because most people okay. will be flying into Narita, Tokyo. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Or there's one more big airport, right? Uh Haneda. Mm-hmm. Haneda, yeah. So you're gonna be in that area. Cause like yeah. what what would that thing be? Um must do thing. Well, it, I think it really depends on I think it really depends on like what your interests are. Um, I I would say, I would say, okay, I got two things in mind. One, I like anytime I go to a new city, I really like to see it from up high, and I really like oh. to try to get underneath the city if I can. So, okay, that, to me, those are always the most fun experiences. Like, go up, go into like in Roppongi Hills, there is a. 360 observation deck in Mori Tower that is really cool. You get the b- most beautiful, beautiful nighttime view of Tokyo Tower. Like I the, think I've been to that. I think yeah. I've been to that where it's like just windows all the way around. Yeah. 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 That, okay, it's, that's, that is it's cool. super nice. It's great to go during the day. It's also, I think it's beautiful at night because you can see everything lit up. Uh, and I like that because I like to get a view of the whole place and kind of orient myself a little bit. And then I always find that any kind of underground tour you can do is like the most, I like slightly like creepy and occult things. And not that these things are always creepy and occult, but like, like I did the sewer tour in Paris this last summer and it was so much fun just to like explore the sewers of Paris. Interesting. Um, and like, if you can get underground, I think that it's worth it. And not, I don't mean like the train underground. I mean, like, right. Cause that when you're something. like, oh, okay, maybe like underground, you know, shopping districts or whatever, which yeah, exists. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? Actually the Tokyo Metro, uh, Tokyo Metro system has an underground mystery tour. That's it's kind of like, like they give you a packet and then, um, you go through the different train stations in Tokyo basically and you try to like solve mysteries and like do challenges and stuff like that like that to me would be a really fun experience thing to do uh that would be like underground that would be kind of cool I love Um, that because those are those are like the observation deck I would do I didn't think about the underground thing that sounds fun because that sounds like a lot of the histories behind it too Yes. So that would be my first thing to do. I saw a couple of people in the comments are like, eat everything, ride a bullet train. Yeah, I'm 100%, 100% right now, yeah. agree with that. Okay. But the other thing that I would do if I were you is um, I would pick, I think that people in Japan, like people when they come to Tokyo, they want to see Tokyo by going to like places. Like, oh, okay. I want to see Tokyo Tower. And then I want to go to see like the big shrine at Asakusa like Asakusa Temple, and then I want to go to, um, I don't know, like Tokyo train station or whatever. My advice would not be to try to see Tokyo by like landmark. My advice would be to see Tokyo by district, by area. Mm. I think it's a lot more fun that way to explore the neighborhoods. So like if you're a fashion girly, like you know that you're going to be in Harajuku and Omote Sando, plan you know, a day to just walk around that area and like discover stuff, see what's there, see what's out and about. Um, and that could be really cool. I am actually right now working with my friend Joe on this incredible walking tour of Akihabara that we're going to have uh, available. Uh, you guys heard it here first. We're hoping to have this up and online a month from now where it takes this concept of like, you want to go to Akihabara and experience it and see it and you want to learn all about anime and stuff like that. Great. Just take this tour and it's like a self-guided walking tour. You can put put yourself anywhere you want, start anywhere you want, and then um, just go. And we have like lists and lists and lists of oh, stuff and that. like history behind stuff. So you can just explore an area like really authentically, explore the area, shop a little bit, stop and have snacks, bathroom breaks. We have that all worked in. Uh, and so it's like a, it's a way of experiencing a neighborhood of, of Tokyo uh, that you you... It, I think it provides so much more, like, so much better understanding about it, you know? Like, you you have fun, you're there for, like, four or five hours, just bebopping around, you're playing games with your friends. It's like you're living in the moment as opposed to just, like, okay, we saw this thing, like, 
we now we got to hop on the train on, and go right. an hour this way over here yeah. and we can go to the bathroom if we really hurry because we got to catch our next train like that to me is not fun like sitting in a place and like eat there shop there like do a little light sightseeing in that area that's what's really like a fun experience i think i agree and that way you can like kind of take in your surroundings a bit more yeah like when uh when rachel and i recently well not recently it was a couple years ago we visited scotland and it was the same thing like we were driving through the country and we we're like oh that looks cool let's stop and we yeah. stop for a couple of hours and maybe have a drink or have some food or whatever and like walk around and explore and then hop back in the car and keep going and it just made it to where like you weren't in a hurry to get anywhere you needed to go like yeah we have an airbnb somewhere and we'll when we get there we get there yeah. Right. And yeah. that that is the most fun to me. But then yeah. on the on the flip side, it sounds like if you want to see stuff, you do have to plan ahead. Mm. So it's, you know, figuring figuring out that kind of thing. If you know if you have like an experience you want and you know that it's like difficult, like our two tour kind of thing that we're making focuses on just like, you know, that little shrine across the street over there. What is it actually? And like why does it exist? And like who what like spirit is residing there like it's like little neighborhood facty facty things like that if you know you want to go to a restaurant or you know there's a museum you want to go to that is going to require advanced reservations obviously you should you should book that in advance and, and kind of plan around that but if you have days where you're just like oh my god i want to go to akihabara and i don't i don't really know what's there i just want to go there because that's where the anime is like staying there and experiencing that neighborhood would be my recommendation yeah i i agree i think when i went to akihabara i had no plans on visiting anything and i was just like let's just go explore and yeah. i was in just akihabara for like eight or nine hours and yeah, i got to yeah. like explore it to my heart's content so that was that was super fun but yeah i i don't know I, what do you what do you guys think in chat so we're i was kind of reading chat while we were going around and a few people were like you know saying they want to like eat eat everything ride the bullet train that kind of thing um they they want to explore like for their first time seeing a friendly face like i i kind of agree too um or here ron says when i go out to travel i don't want to feel time restraint i want to enjoy exploring yeah. uh, i'm i i'm very much in this camp too where i'm like yo i don't want to be on an itinerary mm -hmm. itineraries kind of suck for me because mm -hmm. i'm like well i you know i was enjoying my time here and now it's just like cut short mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you're like okay i guess we'll go to the next thing but i wasn't done enjoying this thing and yeah when's it for someone like me when's the next time i'm gonna get to visit that's yeah. how i see it right yeah so i'm like i'm hoping i could visit japan like once a year if we can facilitate that yeah but it's like how many people can right yeah. i make like a lot of anime content i've only been to japan once right i met someone recently um i sold him all of my magic the gathering cards because we're I'm raising <laughs> nice. money for a scholarship and uh, yeah. uh, and he goes to Japan, I think he said every three months to buy magic cards out there cool. yeah. as arbitrage and then brings them back here to sell them. So he's like, cool. I just get to go to Japan for a business expense. And I'm like, yeah. I should get into selling magic cards. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. Get into that business. No, but for I, real. I don't know. There's, there's so much to do and explore, but I, I, I want to see the anime side of it. I agree. You know, I think that, um, like, in response to, I think, Ron, was it Ron's comment? Um, like, wanting to enjoy the time and the experience. I completely agree. I honestly think that this is where travel is and tourism is heading. I've been in the tourism game since I was literally, like, six months old. Um, like, I've been traveling my whole life. And I think that it's really changed over time to go from more of like uh we're hitting this museum and this museum and this museum and then we're going here and doing this thing to that more experience like living in the moment kind of feeling with tourism and um i i really think that that's the way to go to to just like soak it all in have that moment um and enjoy what you're seeing and what you've paid all that money for you know but like yeah honestly and japan has so much to offer you could come here every three months and find something new to do and have fun my friend does that she's a major utapri fan and she comes here literally every three months to like go to their virtual concerts and hang out with her friends that's who are so in the wild 
stuff. And like, that's what, that's what I love. I love her. She just, she's just like, I'm happy with my life. I just save up my money. And then I come to Japan and like, maybe use your three month visa. So you don't have to figure out any paperwork. And yeah. 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 It's like the way to go, the way to go for sure. We were, we were talking about that. I'm like, how sick would it be to be at a point where you could come out there and stay out there for like a fall or winter or spring or whatever, and just use your US visa and not like have to yeah. worry about actual paperwork. You just get yeah. maybe like a furnished Airbnb for three months, which is very expensive. But yeah. you know, if if maybe you're not there for a month, maybe you're there for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. I like we found okay, so this is this is it gets kind of weird that like shifting the conversation this way, but we we're looking at plane tickets to come visit. Mm. Mm. And here's a little hack for people in the comments. Um, we have an Alaska card. Like I always fly with Alaska just because it's up and down the West Coast, so it's easy. Yeah. And we found if since I have the credit card, which I pay seventy five bucks a month or a year for, right? You get free bags when you board, which is huge because usually it's like sixty bucks That's a bag. That's really nice. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I fly probably like seven, eight times a year, mm. and just within the U.S. Um, but we were looking at it. If you if you guys are traveling, so you. If you have a significant other as well, or even a friend or whoever that's going to travel with you, you can fly from a one way from the West Coast. So in our case, Portland, and use the companion fare, which is $90 with Alaska. Mm. You go to Hawaii and it's like $400 for two people, right? And then you take one way tickets from Hawaii to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And then that's like an additional, I think it was 800. So both Mm. of us to get to Tokyo was $1,200. And then going back was about 900 for mm. whatever reason. We're like, okay, so our plane tickets were like $700 cheaper than they normally would be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, those little things, I'm like, okay, if you really want to travel, it just depends on where you put your your priorities and money, I think. you know. And, and it, traveling yeah. doesn't have to be super expensive. Even going to a country like Japan, mm. if you're able to get cheap plane tickets, you could stay in a capsule hotel for yeah. two weeks. And it's like yeah. 20 bucks a night, right? I think that um, to your point, well, isn't that a companion? It pass is the companion passes once a year, but oh. if you're only going once a year, you know, yeah. it's still it's still worth it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think you're right. Actually, some Japan travel hacks: if you can come in the off season, if you can come in February, you'll get some of the cheapest tickets you've ever found in your life. I had friends fly out here once on three hundred dollar round trip from LA tickets um, in February, and then they. Yeah, and it is off season, so there's not like a lot of a whole lot of tourists here at this point in time. So it's sometimes it's a little dead going around town. But um, they were just yeah, cheap cheap accommodation. Hotels are cheap. Everything is just cheaper because there's not very many people here for tourism purposes. Um, And if you can, if you yeah, if you can come in the off season, that you can get some really really good deals. But it's true too. I was gonna say going back to the point that you were making earlier about like staying in japan for a while uh if you have the ability to live or like work remotely or something like that there are a lot of countries that will offer you visas to just come live in their country and work from their country because they want you to be there like spending money in that country right right japan japan does not have one of those as far as i know but depending on what country you're from you can be like americans can be here for 90 days uh, on a tourist visa, you know, and um, I I have a friend who's doing exactly what you just said, Paul. Like he came here in late November. He's leaving the first week of March. He's just been here for the winter season. He's like working, you know. He's a tech bro from, for like he's a tech bro out of the um, Bay Area, and uh, he's just been like living here and working and just uh, chilling. Yeah, just getting chilling, paid from his tech job. Yeah. Hanging out with his friends, doing his stuff. Uh, and then he's about to go back to his actual, like, where he lives. And he's like, yeah, this has been really fun. This has been really great. I can't speak to his visa status or anything like that, but he found a way to make it work. And and it seems like it's been really, really fun for him. He's really enjoyed it. That's that, like, nomad, true, like, nomad lifestyle, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know if I could do that, to be honest. Like, if I moved somewhere mm. for three months, I'd have to bring my cats with me. Like mm, I'm, mm. I'm not leaving my animals like yeah. too attached to them, right? So that yeah. that that is hard. But uh, here, here's an interesting question: Is happy? So mm. Emily, do you have tattoos? I don't know no. if you do or not. Okay, I do not have so, tattoos. So is having tattoos when going to an onsen still taboo? Like not allowed? Oh. I, who did I speak with? 
about mm-hmm. this recently. I don't know if I was, if I, oh, you know what? I think I asked you guys about tattoos. Um, but I know that you can also go to quite a few onsen that allow them where they're just, um, or you, like you'll yeah. have private ones. You can. You, know, you can. you can have a private bath or like they don't care. Or from what I've heard, if you look like a foreigner and you have tattoos, they more than likely don't care most of the time because of just yeah. how, how normal it is now. Yeah. Well, it kind of depends. Um, it kind of depends. There are uh, onsens that are specifically tattoo friendly. And the only difference between those onsens and non-tattoo friendly onsens is that there's literally no difference. They, they, I don't know. I've got, I've got a lot of friends who have tattoos. We've never really had a problem. I have a friend who's got a tattoo, a giant tattoo across her entire back. And like, we kind of just gaijin smash. We're kind of like, just go for it and don't say anything to anyone. And then like, no one does anything and it's like, fine. Um, I have seen when I was in Hokkaido, actually, I saw like a legit Yakuza member and his girlfriend and she was covered in tattoos and we were staying at a nice hotel and no one said anything and it was like fine. So I don't know. Obviously, I think if it's not officially, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, someone says Zelda it got Zelda tattoos. tattoos. Yeah. Could, you ima- <laughs> could you imagine getting kicked out of an onsen because you like... You like took your shirt like, off or whatever, uh, and you get into a triforce. bath. There's, yeah, there's a triforce on your my chest, and you're like, symbol. "You gotta go, bro. You can't." Yeah. Triforce yeah. is not those, okay. Those are gang signs. Those are street signs like, here. Uh, get away. That, that yeah, that part of I still don't get. Right, like um, I'm gonna yeah. get kicked out like for for the Pikachu dressed up as Goku on my forearm. Damn. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm How I'm dare done. you? I'll just, yeah. I'm just like, you know I'm just gonna go to a hotel that has my own little bath. That's all I want. Yeah. Sit in this smoking if, tub. Yeah, I think particularly if you've got a small discreet tattoo that you can just slap a band-aid on or, you know, mm-hmm. a little like patch on or something, you should be I fine. I know that there was a video that um Aki Dearest did because I think she has tattoos, but she had yeah. done like the temporary ones and just put a bunch of them on there. And she like yeah. went around to see if she can get people's reactions and no one cared. Yeah, because like, no people, people don't really care. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends, of course. The I feel like the younger generation is a lot more like blase about it they don't it doesn't really bother them and i think the idea that tattooing can be not associated with criminal activity is like way more prevalent here than it ever has been before you get a sometimes a couple like older people perhaps who are a little like scared or whatever but i just i don't know people in japan are so good at just minding their own business and like keeping their eyes on the prize and like not being distracted by other people But, like, it's crazy because there are some amazing, amazing tattoo artists here. I have a friend I who went... Get, I want to get a tattoo from a Japanese dude, artist. Dude, please. I have a friend who has gone to probably, like, one of the most prolific tattooists in Tokyo. And um, her work is mind-blowingly beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Uh, and she... That's another one where you need a reservation, by the way. Okay. <laughs> you can't just walk into, like, a and, tattoo and shop. I feel like if you're a... Uh, if you're a tourist doing that, you have to time it to where like I'm leaving the next day. So yeah. I need to get a tattoo today. So I'm not like worried about it during my trip. If you're well, let's put it this way. Like if you're really serious about the ink that you're getting, um, you you do your research on your artists and you figure out which artists will accommodate you and stuff like that. Uh you can't it's a lot harder to walk in to tattoo shops here because I think mm-hmm. Well, in my, I don't know, I I don't have one, obviously, and I haven't been to one, but I think that, like, tattooing, since it's not so common here, there's a lot less tattoo artists, and it's not like in, you know, in America, you can just walk into a place off the street and be like, hey, I want a butterfly on my arm, like, yeah, right, just in an hour, I want a butterfly right here, they'll do it. Yeah, Yeah, but it's a little, I think it's a little bit more planned in Japan, and if you're gonna, if there's an artist here that you really like, you should definitely you know plan to be here for the time that they need my friend in particular this artist is like really prolific he doesn't work on like he will not accept you if he doesn't like your concept or your idea so she she went in and she like so she was like this is what i want this is kind of what i'm gonna leave it up to you in terms of art style and color and everything but this is kind of like the imagery that i want and he was like "Hmm." and then he was like okay he doesn't speak a lot of english and she was like Ah! and um 
and for good reason because like i said the work that he's been putting in on her she's she basically got a half sleeve the work that he's put in is really 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 beautiful i watch a lot of ink masters so i'm basically like i have yet to watch a ink professional masters. yeah like a professional in the tattooing world there's like there's ink of... masters now there's what is it the bartending one mix yeah like something mixers or something yeah. like that there's so many like food shows yeah. now like on netflix in particular netflix yeah. is the weird segue because i still want to tattoo in japan but what what has been i don't watch a lot of the food content on netflix right mm -hmm. or i think the mixologist one would be super fascinating because i think mixology is very underrated yeah. in the food space um, yeah me too we always think about like oh the the food and the ambiance and whatever but i'm like the bartenders put in a the lot cocktails. of work the, yeah, cocktails. the cocktails cocktails take just as much work to make sense as the food so yeah. it, it, is there one that has stood out to you that maybe you've watched recently no yeah, oh, I, uh, they're bringing they're bringing back Iron Chef. They brought back Iron Chef on Netflix. That's I been question, really fun. I have so many questions. I have so many questions I about Iron Chef. Love it. It's so fun. Oh Isn't my god! Isn't it super cheesy though? Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, I guess the original was pretty was pretty cornball too. But like, it's just extra. Yeah. I'm like, this is almost too cringy for me Over as I'm top. watching. I, but it was like Iron Chef America. No, not America um they there's it... like an iron chef world that they're doing right okay now. it was like I'm a competition like where then you had to like battle different iron chefs and like you get the iron chef knife or something like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i i think the last one i watched was maybe final table but oh. that was like years ago yeah it's not it's not that recent right yeah i've yeah, been trying to watch too many i was i've been trying to watch like the street food series which i actually find pretty fascinating um like street food asia street food india like yeah. it's just a street food series on on netflix ugly ugly delicious ugly delicious is pretty good um i watch a lot of best ever food review shows i just watched one where he was in austin texas eating at a bunch of really cool food trucks but that's on um, youtube so yeah. i I'd, I'd actually like to know chat do you what food content do you guys watch that's not yeah. on youtube right or even even I guess maybe on YouTube too because I was just watching like a Nick DiGiovanni video of him making what was he making like buffalo chicken dip for Super Yum. Bowl right but it gave me a bunch of ideas like like Super, Super Bowl, Bowl food right but I was yeah. like now I kind of want to make like bingeable feasts for when you're binge watching anime dude right? that's my that is fun, my mo that's right? that's what I love thing, eat recipes yeah. like 15 minutes you yeah. know that kind of oh like somebody feed food. Phil is so good that lovely oh. girl just no reservations is amazing as well that's really yeah. good yeah but like somebody feed phil is probably that's the most recent one i've watched it it's not like a cooking for show another season right? i think i think they're are they doing one more i thought they finished it i thought uh, no, I, I think i think it just got renewed for another season and the only reason i know is because somebody feed phil the cookbook that just came out is published uh, by my publisher we're like oh, in the same publishing Brucia, right yeah, yeah, we're in the same we're in the same imprint. Um, I forget what my imprint is called, but um, my editor is also working with him. I'm pretty sure that's wild. Yeah, Chef Show is good too. Chef Show is good. You guys yeah. have good taste. I'm I'm happy about this. I I think I can't believe I I didn't think of somebody feed Phil because I didn't really consider that a like a cooking show, but it's absolutely it one of my favorite food shows. Right? Yeah. Like, just yeah. There was there was a, a I think it was a New York Times article. That was bashing somebody feed Phil, and I was Taco Chronicles is good too. Yeah, um, I, I it was this article. I'm like, you missed the mark so hard, right? So, if for those of you who have seen it, Phil is the uh, the writer or creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, right? Mm, so he's mm -hmm. a, he's a quirky guy. He's funny, you know. He's like that dad, right? Who yeah, makes like the yeah. weird dad jokes, and you're like, oh, it's kind of cringy, but it's really adorable, and he just yeah. likes food. Phil is the epitome of what like the normal human is for food right mm -hmm. he might not know everything that goes into making the food he might not know all of the history or whatever but he can appreciate it and he can appreciate mm -hmm. the people and like the things surrounding it yeah. and this new york time article is like why is why is phil running this it should be a chef mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. i'm like yeah that would be cool but then it wouldn't 
that show wouldn't resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm like, not, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, I oh, was so I was so livid. I was like, it's literally not about having a chef do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like do this show. You want the person that's like experiencing it for the first time because it's like a self-insert for the, yeah, the viewer, right? Exactly. You're just like you're living vicariously through Phil. You're like, oh, I've never had that before. I've never made that before, but I would yeah. love to experience it like Phil. Because if I eat something that I've never had before, I could probably eat it like, oh wow, it tastes like this is in there. Maybe they did this method or whatever. But yeah. when you watch Phil eat something, he's just like, how? Holy crap, that's the best thing I've ever had. It's you know, yeah. he just describes it's it like, with basic describer words. It's you're like, fun. okay, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Someone I, said um so another show, Salt Fat Acid. Salt Fat heat. Acid Heat is great. It's uh remind me of I, I think it's Simone. Simone? Uh, uh no. I forget her name. I forget, but you know what? I haven't seen it. I read the book. I have read the and, book as well. And yeah. I I'm obsessed. I think that it is the book to read if you're not a professional, if you've never had professional training. I yep. learned so much from that book. Uh, it was such a great read. It's it was a, it's so a good. There's a lot of YouTube cooks and or people with cooking content who mm. swear by that book, mm. right? Mm -hmm. it, there's a reason for that. You could literally yeah. make 50 videos just on the basis of what she teaches in that book. Yeah. Yeah. Right, just a hundred percent. So it breaks cooking down to it. I mean, when I don't know, I'm obsessed with the people who can open their fridge and just be like, okay, I have like a carrot and I have a, yep. a box of kimchi. I know what I'm making for dinner. And I'm like, yep. what? How? Oh, God. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is the book that, like, book this that is the book you. that teaches you how to do that, basically. It's like you can take any ingredients and as long as you know how to manipulate your salt, fats, acids, and use heat to your advantage, you can come up with like anything. Almost anything, literally. Yeah. So this yeah. is, this is, I didn't think about this, right? So I, I recently made a video, we're still editing it, where I pulled out random ingredients. It was like 30 or 40 ingredients from my refrigerator mm. and I typed it into chat GPT. Oh, cool. And I was like, Give me a 15 minute quick recipe based on these ingredients. And it like I just it just spat out a recipe. And I was like, cool. Can you make sure I'm only using like this ingredient and maybe not this ingredient? Sure, let's yeah. modify that for you. I was like, what? Like it yeah. just kind of yeah. mind blowing. So I'm wondering if it uses maybe stuff like salt fat acid heat for reference. Oh, for right. Sure. Because for when sure. I made it, it was never, it was something I don't think I would have ever made. Yeah. Just flat out. When I made it, yeah. I was like, what the hell is happening? We're going to eat it. <laughs> My stomach killed me, right? But yeah. it was an interesting process because now yeah. I think, oh, what am I missing, mm. right, from like my repertoire where mm. maybe I don't have time to read a full book, but maybe there's like an excerpt I can read from something, right? Maybe yeah. there's another yeah. place I can go to eat and maybe I want like – birria tacos but i don't mm. want to go through the time of making birria right like uh, that like what yeah. what can i do to really do that um mm. I, I it was so fun mm. and now i'm like sometimes i'll just spitball ideas to it it's like talking to like the most intelligent <sighs> friend i've ever met which is yeah. really sad to say but i it's, know it's, yeah it's gonna be dude gonna i be didn't wanna i did not want to like AI. I did not want to like ChatGPT. I did not want to like Midjourney. Mm -hmm. And I it is useful. It comes in handy when you're trying to bounce ideas off yeah. or you know, like I I was just using it the other day. Um I was uh again working with Joe on this walking tour project and we are kind of like trying to visualize how how things are going to look. So we're just like messing around on Midjourney looking for some kind of art which obviously has a lot of ethical problems. Yep. Um yeah, but we were talking about it and we're like it just helps you conceptualize stuff. Yeah, you don't uh, need in to an like easy rip way. It from that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I I think with like what you said it's it's about conceptualizing, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm using chat gpt to actually help me just write better recipes because i'm not the best writer so yeah. i'll write my recipe and just write it all out and i'm like hey can you fix the grammar could like edit that's all i'm asking you to do is like just make the sentences better so yeah. i don't sound like because i'm very uh utilitarian when i write my recipes it's like yeah do this yeah. and then do this and then do this now it's like hey can you just fix the grammar or yeah. can you make sure the punctuation is good you know which some like 
I think like Illustrator does that and whatever, but it's just so much easier to just take it and just pop it in there Put it and in, just yeah. have it fix it for me. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I would love to try stuff like Mid Journey to help me concept out, you know, thumbnails. And exactly. I'm not going to yeah. use it, but I'll be like, oh, I didn't think about maybe using those colors or yeah. whatever. But like, we should be using this stuff for food right because mm, mm. if you if you pull up chat gpt for those of you guys who like obviously love food like you're talking about all of these really cool series right what if you just said hey i would love a really good dish based on fall ingredients you know mm. and it's six ingredients or less that's a prompt and it'll spit out like oh you should try this right granted it's probably pulling from you know three billion recipes that are on the internet but it's like it's you're like oh that's really cool but i don't have this ingredient let me do this instead that's how i have started to use it but yeah. i don't know if, if you guys have not used chat gpt like i don't want to say that the robot revolution is coming but like we're damn near at irobot right i know it, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen so it I, is and the, the only thing you can do is just to like roll with it you're like yep. okay the future is here let's let's use it let's like get into it you know what i mean i i think it'd be a really fun series if maybe like like rachel or whatever right who somebody mm. else who, whoever it might be gave me two recipes one of them is from like an anthony bourdain cookbook and one of them is from chat gpt and mm. just like we make both and do like a blind taste test yeah and just see who likes what better yeah you know i i don't know it's just it's the same thing with like if I want to travel to Tokyo, can I ask it, hey, uh, you know, if I were traveling to Tokyo in the fall, what are some good clothing pieces to bring, right? Mm. Like, oh, you might need this or you might need, but I mean, that's kind of a, a Google question, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm very fascinated by the robot revolution. So yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be gotta, fun and disturbing. Got to ride the wave. Yep. Yep. But <laughs> is there anything have, else have you wanted to, I, I, I'd like that we, you know, we have all these pings in from chat, but I know. It, yeah. This is, I'm, I hope you guys have been enjoying the live. I yeah. think I've been enjoying having you guys here too. It's, it's always fun to riff ideas. We're going to try to do a, we should do like a, what was it? We we're talking about doing a, just a community episode where I would love to, I want to, yeah. I want to, um, I want to sit around and just help people solve their cooking problems, you know? Yeah. We should, we should, um, either do something like that, bring people in, you know, mm, to like ask mm. questions in chat. We'll try to answer them mm -hmm. and then maybe bust out the AI. What is it going to tell us to do? Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, I, I know this, this episode was all over the place. We talked about a lot of random stuff, but yeah, I, sometimes I, 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 I think that the, the honestly towards the end where we started talking about like our favorite cooking shows and like how to use AI and stuff like that. Mm. That really gets my brain going a bit because now I want to yeah. go watch salt, fat, acid, heat, you know, after having read it, like I want to go watch quite a few of these things. I yeah. love Max Miller. He's a friend of mine. Like, mm. like seeing all these people in chat, I'm like, that's sick. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. But yeah, I, what do we have? Who do we have anybody on for the next one? um i don't think we do you know you know who we should have on we should have on joe joe's our, producer, joe's our producer and uh he's a hoot and a half but no i don't think so who do Nothing you guys planned. in chat want to see us try to bring on that might yeah. be a foodie yeah who do you guys yeah want to who are you curious chat if if we can get a hold chat. of them we don't have all yeah. of the power but we have some yeah. of the, we have like one infinity stone yeah we've That's got one we yeah, maybe, and, uh, maybe if we're lucky. Maybe a it's like half, a, it's like a, a half it's like a broken one. infinity stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I don't know. Who do you want to see? Is there I, anyone you really want to talk to, Paul? Anybody that I want to talk to? Oh yeah. man, who who would I I mean, let's get let's get uh let's get Ramsey in on this. Ah. You know, ask him <laughs> ask him about anime food. Yeah. You know. I think I think that'd be fascinating. To like have an old school take on anime. On anime food. Yeah. See yeah. what they think about that. Yeah, that would be ask, cool. Yeah, You're right. Gandalf on. But we'll just put Gandalf in the background, just have him hang out over here. Yeah. Ask Josh. I don't think Josh is like in his own world. I don't if I'm if we tried messaging him, he'd be like, Who are these people? <laughs> Why are they messaging <laughs> yeah. us? Yeah. Who it are they and what do they have? Want? Because a lot like 
you guys in chat in both like Emily and I, like we all enjoy Japanese media, anime mm-hmm. in particular, um, the food surrounding it, the culture surrounding. I know someone like Josh does. He did work at a really like nice Japanese restaurant. Um, it was like mm-hmm. an American Japanese restaurant, but I don't know if he cares about like the anime anime side aspects. Yeah, Who is because, this Josh Weiss? Uh, Josh Weissman. He does like the uh, the McDonald's like Big Mac but better series where he takes like a Big Mac and tries to make it better. Oh yeah. Okay. I have my I have my thoughts on that, uh, which I won't say publicly, but I'm like, (laughs) bro, if you're spending eight hours making a Big Mac, it better be better than the one I can go get in 15 minutes. I know, right? There is (laughs) something to be said for the joy of fast food. Like it's fast, it's convenient. I think fast in your like hand to mouth 15 minutes. No, yeah. And a lot of people rag on fast food, but I'm like there's definitely a time and place for fast food mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, you know, you're going to go and like even, even the in and out stuff where you're paying whatever, five bucks for a double yeah. double. Yeah. You know how long it's going to take me to make a double double at home. If I make my <sighs> own so buns, long. even if I don't make so my own long. buns, it's still going to be 30, yeah. 40 minutes, you yeah. know, depending on what I'm making. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just go get a burger from in and out and call it a day. Yeah. You know, like I'm okay with eat. having some KFC fried chicken every yeah. now and then. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Josh from Mythical Kitchen would be fun. I I should I'm gonna start to send him a message. He's Dude. he's wild. He does I don't know if you've seen his stuff. No. He does uh like the three hundred dollar taco where he'll go oh. like taco and he'll yeah, buy a taco. Yeah. Like we have a three hundred dollar yeah. budget to make a three hundred dollar version. But I yeah. I actually love Josh from Mythical Kitchen because he loves fast food. He's yeah. like, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll bust out the Taco Bell. He's like, I ate Taco Bell last night. <laughs> Not even yeah. for camera, right? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So that would be, be really uh, cool. That'd be fun. We'll, we'll try to, we'll try to ping some of these people. Um, yeah. And, and we'll bring on Joe as our producer to Hell you know, yeah. give us, give us the down low on, on everything else we've missed. But dude, do you want to see before we wrap up and go, do you want to yeah. see my treasure that I have in my cupboard right here? What did you, you what said- did you break? You said KFC, which made me think about fried chicken. Fried chicken made me think about, you know, like the fried chicken tenders. No, no, wait, wait. You know, the fried chicken tenders you can get at like Vaughn's or whatever. Uh, I love those and I'm obsessed with them. Last time I went, last time I went, I I got some. (laughs) Wait, from Vaughn's? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is when I was there over Christmas, over Christmas. Oh, okay. Okay. I got (laughs) what's the best dipping sauce for chicken tenders? Obviously, ranch. So I got two. I got two. And you two. still have it, dude? And I have one. Can, that's and still I'm, good. Emily. Oh, of course. What's it's the expiration date? May 2023. I have Oh, you four have four months. months. Three months to <laughs> eat it. <laughs> I've just been waiting for the right opportunity to eat this holy cup of you're just ranch. Gonna, you're just going to have like a really rough day. Um, mm. And you're going to come home and you're going to do shots of ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. This is this is my life here. There's so much good food in Japan, but like I like the anticipation of eating this is like I just make my mouth water right now. I'm like, ooh, one it, day it is good. Ken's mm. Ken's ranch it's is so good. Is good. <laughs> Admittedly, Ken's ranch is good. And I actually I love Ethan. I have a I I talked. Sorry, I don't know if you've seen Ethan's stuff, Emily. Um, mm. he's a fantastic YouTube cook as well, or YouTube cooking channel. Um, I'm I'm extremely good with faces. I'm terrible with names. I don't yeah, remember anyone's name. He does but... a lot of he does a lot of I think what you and I like of like a 15 minute healthy recipe. You know, like Ooh. trying to compare which salts are better for you or whatever it is. Ooh. So yeah, let me, like uh, Ethan, will you come on my podcast? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Someone in the comments says that they can call Ethan Smiley Face. Really? That was Bet. actually that was actually me under my wife. <laughs> Because I'm on ah, I'm on nice. her I'm actually on her computer for doing nice. the podcast. So nice. yeah, this is oh. Rachel's account. Uh yeah, which sounds kind of sus, you know. That'd be that'd be super fun. But yeah, guys, also um hit us up on Patreon if you want to support us there. You can also anything that you guys recommend, you can throw in there, throw in the chat, let us know what you want to see for future topics. We're always yeah. looking for topics. Um, but we want to get more community involvement. I think yeah, hopefully if you come out for anime expo. Um, I would love to do a podcast at Anime Expo. That'd be sick, right? I, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Look, Anime Expo last year was it was a, a lot. It was a time. It was a lot. Yeah. 
I'm turning 30 that week. 30 Let's on go. the 30th. You're old. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I'm I'm gonna be in LA, I think. I just don't really know the whole okay. situation. If but... you're turning 30 and you're gonna be in LA, we'll go to dinner, but we don't have to do anime expo. So just we'll we'll go get you some Fair. we'll go get you some Dolby Gym, whatever. Fair enough. We'll get you some Japanese whiskey. It'll be a ball because I'm going to be in Southern California anyways. So we'll think about it. I got, like I said, I got to solidify my summer plans, but yeah, chat, do let us know. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And yep. uh, we, we want to talk with you more. So we, I would love to do a consulting, a food consultant episode. Food um, consulting episode. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah try, right? I'll try to put together yeah. some giveaway stuff too. That'd be fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. do like a knife or something like that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, follow us on all the things down below. This has yeah. been Paul. And, and I've been Emily. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on another live episode of the Food Taco Podcast. You guys have a fantastic evening, day, yeah. night, whatever time it might be. Absolutely. See you later. Bye, guys.